Hello and welcome to the SMC Wrestling Podcast. I am one third of this lovely triad. I am Caleb Baldwin, your resident smart mark, joined, of course, as always, by uh, you know, by my friend who is a mark, wait, Carl wait, wait, wait. Irvin. Carl, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's we, up? We, we can't do that. Yeah, what's up? You've been gone for like six months and you just can't act like you ain't been nowhere. Yeah, I mean, sure, I can, dude. I was gonna talk shit, so he if he wants to start over, I'll still talk shit. So you gotta worry Jesus about it. Jesus no, 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 Christ! No, 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 please. This is all. In, this the podcast is going. I just want people to understand <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like he's just, hey, so yeah, SMC, po- bro, you've been gone forever. At least explain where you've been. Where I've been? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been here. I've been there. I've been everywhere, man. I've been. Oh my- been doing other stuff i've been um, you've literally been nowhere you've been in oklahoma the whole time <laughs> yes that's uh no i went to the i went to the kansas border uh, a couple of times here and there so still oklahoma so you, right no i went in, I, pardon me i went into kansas i should i should correct myself in that regard the people anyway you, you're over here you just, the people missed you i know and i don't I don't blame them. I really don't. I mean, I got to give you, you know, big ups, man. Getting Sierra in the fold uh, last time. That was a nice addition for sure. She was a, uh, we got to get her on here sometime when I'm on here, man. Get us a little uh, no. four person group going, that sort of thing. But uh, Carl, you, you got anything to say, man? How you been? I'm good, man. It's good to um, get you back on here. It's been a while. Hell yeah. Um, this, the pod isn't complete unless it's the three of us, I guess. So of course, you know, having Sierra on here was a little bit better than having you, but it's fine. You know, we can only get her every now and then. So we'll just, we'll stick with you for the meantime. That's it, man. I'm, I'm just ready to go. We've been jibber jabbering off air for the last hour. So yeah. Uh, Rance, what's up, dude? Our, our, our resident, um, contrarian. <laughs> Uh, so when Carl says that the pod isn't complete when, unless you're here, that's what the man wants you to think. I'm just saying. No, I'm playing. I miss you, buddy. Good to have you back. Glad to have you. Well, glad we're complete again. SMC is actually all glad together. Glad to be back. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's all good, man. Uh, I'm looking spiffy in my brand new glasses. Y'all can't see me, but I feel educated. Hi. Hi. Yes, yeah, so let's get going, man. All right, so I guess we're talking about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, aren't we, man? Yeah, it's coming up this Sunday, so we got to do it. Hell yeah, so let's go from uh, insignificant to significant. Uh, let's sure. talk about, okay, uh, I think it's slated for the pre-show. It's uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, and uh, they've had their little feud, and I actually didn't get to watch whatever bill they had this week because uh, it didn't record on my DVR, so I'd watch the Hulu version, and guess what got cut? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that really kind of tells you all you need to know, right? I mean... <laughs> Absolutely, Will. yeah. Well, if you're honest, there was only like three real segments, <laughs> you know? It, right. Yeah. When the gun match takes two hours, there's not much time for Broken Matt Hardy and Burr Wyatt, so... That's fair. And really, this feud, like, it's... I mean, it's been kind of interesting just to kind of see Matt back in his broken form and... Uh, his interactions with Bray, but it's time to kind of be done. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if this will be the end. I would imagine it would, but I don't think Lord so. knows they don't have any. If they don't have any plans for them, otherwise, maybe they just drag it to WrestleMania, do some weird shit. Here, here's you what know? I, here's what I want to happen. I want to see them end in some type of Final Deletion esque battle. Right. 
That's final what I deletion on Bur- final deletion on Bourbon Street. Something like yeah, that. yeah, that, that's that's what I want to see. Only because they keep calling it the Great War. Both of these characters are these quote unquote mythical figures, and they mm-hmm. both have shown whether it was with Bray and the family in the, in the New Day at the, at the compound, or it's Matt and his various escapades at the Hardy compound. That that's what they do, right? So, yeah, oh, you know, and and uh the atrocious uh house of horrors match but so i'm i'm interested in seeing that because both of these guys are so creative even though they're not really looked at in the most positive lights by the internet fans but i'd be curious in seeing that to be the end of this well they need to do something with it because they brought borash into the fold too i mean and he was kind of like a part of the brainchild but behind a lot of what happened um caleb you what you have seen is there anything like what do you think? I mean, I know you said this to you. This was the insignificant one, the most insignificant. So, what what are your, if any, what are your takes on any of this? Uh, I don't have a lot of takes on this match. Uh, I I feel like what we've seen has been kind of a light version of a broken mat so far. Right. Um, I don't feel like he's you know gone nearly as far as he has in TNA, which you know better or worse, you know that's all a matter of opinion. Um. And I'm really just, I don't know. I'm not really intrigued by this match, man. Like like I said, again, I watched the Hulu version and whatever they did on Monday wasn't even featured. So, right. again, well, that kind of tells yeah. you, you know, where it's at. It was a two-minute you think promo, maybe they, so of course it wouldn't be on there. Yeah. Do you think maybe that this is kind of like a step towards, now that they've brought Borash in there, it's like Bray Wyatt's kind of like a, a stepping stone I don't mean it in a bad way, negatively towards Bray, but in a way to get Matt's character going elsewhere, even de- depending on who it is. I don't know who it could be. Maybe even a returning Jeff, you know, they could try and revisit that at some point when, when Jeff is ready to come back. I'm just trying to figure out, like, because after Bray, you got to, where are they going to go with Matt? Especially they brought Borash back, so they've got to have something playing. You wouldn't think they'd just bring him back for no reason. He, well, he's not back for that, but sure. I, right. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems kind of odd that you wouldn't utilize him for this character past Bray. You know what I mean? Well, Caleb, go ahead and answer that because I got it. I'm probably I'm probably sure I'll have a different answer than you. Honestly, uh, as far as Matt Hardy goes, um, I feel like we've been given like a light beer version, like sli- slightly low rent, like it hasn't reached its full potential. And I think that um, again, like you mentioned, when Jeff comes back. Um, hopefully they do the house Hardy thing. I would love to see, even though she has a bit of a bad reputation um, among some people, Rebby Sky involved. Of course, you know if if they're not against getting children involved, King Maxwell as well as Young Wolfgang as well, right. and uh, going going from there for sure, man. That's that's really so, that's how I feel. Like I feel like once it gets out of this feud, if they give it a chance to breathe, then we could be onto some pretty interesting stuff. So are you are you a uh, team itchweed by chance? Oh fuck no. <laughs> itchweed. Oh what? Yeah, itchweed. Hell yeah, dude. God. Man. I just I wanted to itchweed. say itchweed. I got to lie. I just wanted to say that. But Three not... E's in weed. That's that's clearly, <laughs> itchweed. That's clearly a character he he drummed up while he was high. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's surprising. even by name you can kind of tell. <laughs> but uh no, I I think to answer your question, asking if, uh, you know, when you ask me, uh, do I think this was just kind of a vehicle, was Bray kind of 
a step up for Matt. Yes, in a sense, only because of this. When Matt was turning into broken Matt Hardy, he had to have a reason to turn. Right? Something yeah. had to make him lose his shit again. Or find his shit, as he would tell you. And it would only make sense for him to, uh, to, for him to initially create his universe and to make the and to give the uh gimmick you know to to give to build it with another mystical character right it just makes sense it just makes sense to me because broken matt hardy turn matt hardy turning 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 broken or woken and creating the broken universe against curtis axel doesn't really do anything for me it would have to be somebody that can match him you know tit for tat um so yeah, I I think yes, but I if I'm honest with you, I think this is a step up for both of them because even though the feud isn't being the most well received, I think that every for the most part, every wrestler, you know, unless you're you know unless you're Rock, well actually no, every wrestler at some point has had to play good soldier. Rock had to put over Hurricane, you know. Yeah. They wanted Austin to put over uh, Brock, and he didn't. But Hulk put over Brock on on Hulk Hogan put over Brock on a, on a SmackDown or whatever it was. You know, like every yeah. every guy has had to play good soldier. Uh, Triple H lost to Sheldon three times in a row. You know, like so. I just feel like this is Bray's good soldier moment. We don't have much for you, so let's give you something that's more character driven. And I think I think Bray's in for a much bigger second half of 2018. Because it could they, be. They know what they got in Bray Wyatt. Like, they know the level of character. The only issue... Bray Wyatt has two issues as a character. One, he never wins. And two, the fans care about him too much. So you're this guy who talks to all this menace and stuff, but you're not backing any of it up. And the fans like you. You know? So, like, Undertaker was a face at one point. Why can't Bray be? Interesting thing about Bray. And this, this may be... I may be completely wrong, but I don't feel like I'm... 100% wrong. If you think, go back and think about the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. okay, and you think about Braun and the, and Harper and Rowan and Wyatt, Wyatt seems like, in a way, he seems like the lowest, the most irrelevant nah. of all of them. Nah, he ain't, ain't nobody lower than Eric Rowan, bro. I don't care how well, good. Well, no, I don't care how good the Blood Brothers that, are. Though, no, I know, but that's why I say that because at least they're like it feels like they're moving in an upward trajectory where it doesn't necessarily feel that way for Bray. And we know Braun, he's Braun's the man in a lot of ways as it yeah. is. I'm not, I'm not saying that Bray is like, doesn't matter, but it feels like in a way yeah. that the blood. He's definitely at like the lowest point in his career, but here's it, the beauty. He feels like he's yeah, like this feels like the least feud at this point. You know, here's I mean? the beauty of that though. Whereas the Bludgeon Brothers are headed in an upward direction. Here, here's the beauty of that though. Given the type of character he is, all you got to do is just say the word, and they're all back under his spell again. Not sure. Yeah, that, they could that's do real power. That. That's real power. That's real power. When I can get the most powerful person in the company, follow my beck and call when I just feel like it. That's power. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I agree with that. I just, I don't, I don't know that anybody's. I, currently, I don't feel like a lot of people are thinking about Bray like they are about. Obviously, not about Braun, and even like to some degree how they are about maybe the Bludgeon Brothers. A lot well, of people have been impressed. Give the Bludgeon so. Brothers a real feud first. Let them go ahead and start this feud with the Usos after Fastlane, and then we can talk. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because when they, when they when they out here throwing jobbers and stuff, they're not doing nothing for me. Yeah. Well, they we should look... probably predict this match because we ended up talking more about this than we should have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bray Wyatt wins. All right, that's what you got. Bray Wyatt wins. Uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. I agree. And the only reason I say Bray is because Final Deletion is going to happen at some point, whatever they're going to call it, and Matt wins that one. But yes, Bray wins. Bray wins Sunday. Yeah. All around the board, Bray Wyatt. Yep. Uh, next match on the card: the tag team titles. Titus and Apollo against uh, the bar. Yes, they are the bar. Our guys, bar. guys, what what do you think of this match? Um, I'm I'm gonna tell you though real quick. I'm gonna cut you off. I don't have you know really any thoughts on this match. I mean, it's really kind of been built up on. Hey, you've been rolled up, and now you got this match. Well, so Titus, I, I don't have a. Yeah, and Apollo are getting wins. And and not I mean they've been it's not just Titus and Apollo like have won more than once in recent I mean they've been getting wins and wins are wins yeah yeah and went toe to toe with these guys they've had yeah they've had good matches with them like decent there the one that I I haven't seen all of their little whatever but I did see one where it seemed like you know Titus and Apollo hung in there for the most part you know every match they've had every match they've had they have yeah. In my defense, I, I kind of, I usually, uh, when I'm watching on DVR, I usually skip past the Titus segments, ju- just to be honest. It's because he's black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I, I, still, <laughs> I still like Titus. I couldn't really care much about Apollo, but also Dana Brooke with him. You know, I love, I love well, me some Dana Brooke. Well, so. I'm glad you said that. So let me, let me, let me, let me speak on this match. First and foremost, uh, I think. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Caleb. I'm, I really appreciate how they're slowly building back up Apollo. Don't call me Cruz. I appreciate that because <laughs> we all know Apollo has all the skills in the world from a wrestling perspective. His only issue was that he didn't have a personality. That's why they put him with Titus because Titus, Titus is almost all personality, no wrestling skills, if you want to be honest. But, yeah. but I feel like Apollo took the challenge. And appreciated it. And he, he, if you've read some of these interviews, he's saying he's saying that Titus taught him something that he never he, he never learned is is that I can wrestle all the match in the world, but if they don't care about me. Why why they're watching the match? You have that yeah. personality. And if you've watched, it I, it's no coincidence that as his personality has shown more, he's had more ring time and gotten some more wins. I'd argue that in the in the Fatal Five way to figure out who's going to be the Six man in the elimination chamber, he was the best in the in the match. If I would argue that, um, even though it was, the match was clearly about Finn and Seth, but your boy had a hell of a performance. But anyway, I say all that to say this: um, Titus and Apollo clearly are getting some type of mini push, and I feel like it's again it's a it's a good soldier push. They've earned the right to be on television. They they've worked hard. They they always they do well in their segments. Titus is always working with all these other celebrities. Like every celebrity who comes there wants to join Titus worldwide. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Caleb's going to love this. I'm going to give my prediction now only because I want to explain why I make my prediction for Caleb. I feel like, I feel like Titus worldwide wins this match. And the reason I feel like Titus worldwide wins this match, because they're winning this match simply to get the belts on the revival. Yeah, but nice. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's, okay. Here's the thing I have about that, though. Are you 
saying that the WrestleMania is going to be Revival versus Titus and Apollo? No, I'm saying the pre-show. I'm saying WrestleMania is going to be the obligatory, obligatory multi-man tag team match in the Revival just happened to walk in as champs. So think about this. Sheamus and Cesaro, this is no diss to them because they're amazing. They are great individually and they're even better as a tag team. But there is nothing left for them to do. Not on Raw, as the tag champs. There's nothing left why, for them to do. And they just they just have the match against the revival. Because it's two heels and that's not gonna sell. At least not in Vince's eyes. You have two and not just not just two heels, two vicious heels. It's not gonna sell. Because there's no there's nobody that the crowd's gonna want to pull for naturally. Now I understand if the fans like Cesaro and all, but Cesaro has done a good job getting heat. Right? Which is why Titus and Apollo, who while Caleb might not like them, are two likable guys, right? And and I, I just think about it like this. It just I, and I, I've watched wrestling my whole life, and like we always all have, but I've really studied the way Vince books. Like I know I get an idea of how Vince books. Vince has made Titus, I mean, um, Sheamus and Cesaro beat everybody, right? Everybody that's came through them, the best tag teams in the world, they beat the Shield over and over and over again. Well, Shield adjacent, if you will. Right. Right. It's just a, it's a Vince, it's it's total Vince booking for them to get rolled up and lose the titles to a team they know they should beat. Right. That's that's Vince booking one on one. It is. It is. But I guess my argument, and it's not. You make a really good point that there's like if you put revival versus um, the bar on the card like mm-hmm. for Mania, that yeah, there's nobody to get behind. But like, I would. I think about it like in this mold, and I'm not saying this is like the be all end all of ideas here, but like the way I look at it is we always say WrestleMania is a variety show, yes. right? A little something for everybody. Yes. So yeah, we might not like, do you think, oh, heel versus heel isn't the traditional way they might go, but it's like, eh, these are the two best teams on Raw. Okay. Here's my like, argument. Here's let my them argument. do it. You know what Here's I mean? It's argument. something for everybody. Here's my argument. 20, 34 WrestleManias. In fact, 33. Let's not even talk about this one. 33 WrestleManias. Name me one heel-on-heel match. No, oh, I mean, I can't go back that far anyway. Even if I wanted to, okay. I could, okay. even if I wanted to dig Forget through them that. all, I couldn't do just, that. Just, just, from, just from the Attitude Era, 15 on. I'll give you 17 on. Name me one heel-on-heel match. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I'm not Because there's never been one at WrestleMania. There's never been one at WrestleMania. The one time that there was a reason to have one at 22, I believe it was, Edge versus Orton, they threw all of them in the Money in the Bank match. They don't do heel versus heel at WrestleMania. Right. They don't. Because WrestleMania is the point where all the casuals come to watch. The problem That's I have with all of that is, I mean, I get that too. But the pro- I guess the problem I have with just that line of thinking, not your line of thinking, but mm-hmm. the idea of never do a heel versus heel is like, if you just try it and see what happens. Not to mention, if you depending on where they're going with the Revival, if you say, okay, we want the Revival to be the, the next big tag team. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, I'm no offense to Titus and Apollo, but you're going to have mm-hmm. them win the titles over Titus and Apollo? That's like, a, but wouldn't, that, but that's, wouldn't it be a, a bigger win if they were to beat someone like the Bar? But you're wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, but you think, you're not thinking like what the Revival would think. The Revival just wants to get the job done. They don't care who they get it against. The Revival, right, the revival I, doesn't I care that. that they beat the best team. They just want to be the champs. So it would right, make more sense that. and get them more heat if they beat the team that they know they should. I honestly and then they could run. They could be running from the bar. Just don't I, think it, that can, the revival. Can I interject? Was, yeah, I was just gonna say real quick, and you can. I'll stop. Go I ahead. Think, I just don't think that revival 
versus Titus and Apollo is going to be as interesting to anyone as I'm, Revival versus The Bar. I never That's said that was a match. Opinion. I never said that was a match. I said that the Revival will win the titles before Mania. The match of Mania, I think, will be Revival, Titus Worldwide, and The Bar. But you get a chance to give The Bar something different to do. They get to chase and become tweeners again. Because like you said, everybody wants to see The Bar versus The Revival, but there's no way you can make that naturally right now between now and WrestleMania where all of the crowd will care. There's no way to do that in right now. It has to be okay. built. So you can right, lead Caleb. to that by using Titus Worldwide as your conduit. But yeah, Caleb, go ahead. Right. Uh, I was just going to say, I felt like we spent an awful lot of time on this match, more than we maybe should have, but that, well, no, that's because, all I had to say. But no, because this, I mean, I, I know you don't like to talk about all these matches, you find them insignificant, but they all, if we're able to have this argument, obviously maybe they're not as insignificant as it seems. You know, you're talking about, you're talking about a chance, we literally just inserted your favorite tag team into this discussion, and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it now. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, well. Yeah, not really interested, you know. That's okay. I'm just kidding. Just saying. I mean, um, uh, do you have anything more to add, Carl, or, or Rance? Because I mean, I'm ready to do predictions whenever. He really oh, don't want fine. to talk about this shit. <laughs> well, times worldwide <laughs> is my prediction. Uh, I'll, I'll, predict, I'll predict the bar. I'm gonna say with Carl. I'll say the bar is gonna retain. All right. Um, Monday or Sunday night when they win, don't say shit to me. No, don't say okay. shit. Don't say shit. All right. Well, when, when Taz wins, I, I don't want y'all to say nothing. I want you to act like nothing ever happened. I'm going. All to. right. Well. <laughs> well, uh, when an, another match happens, as as I expect, and not as you expect, don't say anything, okay, pal? And we'll get to that later. But. Uh, <laughs> So we got five matches on this card. What am I missing? Because we got the two chambers. Oh, Nia Jackson, Jackson, Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. And that weird stip that, like, if Nia wins, she gets added to the title match. And you, you say it's weird. It's you say it's weird, but hold on. It's you, you say it's weird, it's, but let me ask you. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you. No, hold on. Let me ask both of you. What was my prediction three months ago? Yeah, you you predicted the the uh, triple threat. Uh, we discussed that. We discussed that with Sierra that they do a triple threat. Right, but I had said that over and over. I've been saying that for months. It's just that was the most recent time I said it. Still, so Nia's at Nia's winning though. No, Nia's not winning. There's no way they're gonna let Oscar lose. I think it's going. We're getting to the prediction early, but it's gonna be a no contest. They're gonna fi- they're gonna find some creative way, and it might not be that creative to us, but at least to them, to find a way for them. And, and again. I pay attention to everything sometimes when I don't think everybody else does. And I think everything matters, even though I know everybody doesn't think that. So if you look at Oscar's matches over the past few weeks, right, since the since the Royal Rumble, even even before that, every in, every individual match she's had, she's been pushed to a limit, right? Sasha pushed her to a limit, and she pushed, she pulled through. Bailey pushed her to a limit, even possibly further than Sasha did. She pulled through. I feel, and we, they're building Nia up to be in the fans' eyes, the person that Asuka might not be able to pull through against. Right. I feel like they're going to have some type of creative finish to where they'll have a no contest to where nobody wins, nobody loses, and and they're both built, continue to be built up and look well. So that way, and I know 
we have a contingent of people, especially on the social suplex group, that doesn't care about Alexa. But that don't make that match, in my opinion, more interesting. Because if you look at Asuka versus Alexa Bliss, and that's on the marquee, and that's the match, one of the matches you're paying to see, you're not paying. Because that's going to be a two-minute match. But now that you have Naya in the match, who's Alexa's real-life and on-screen best friend, who Asuka has shown can't beat one-on-one, and then you have Naya, who finally is going to turn on Alexa, or Alexa's finally going to turn on Naya, there is real conflict there. There's a real reason for those three women to to fight and for us to want to watch it. So I right. see it's no contest, personally. Well, it's ahead, funny Caleb. you say it's funny you say Naya, Asuka, and Alexa, I'm assuming is what you're saying. Yes. Because I don't think Asuka's even going to be on Raw during WrestleMania. I think she's going to jump over to SmackDown and face Charlotte. So, I mean, that's that's where I'm at in that regard. I don't okay. think Nia's going to win either. I fully expect Asuka to escape as a victor once again. I know I'm giving my prediction early, but, I mean, that's that's what I expect. Carl, do you have something to say? Or or Rance, either way. Well, go ahead, Carl, but I just want to uh, say, I just wanna say ahead, this real Rance. quick. I just want to say this real quick. I was with you 100%. I mean, I know what I predicted, but from watching from watching everything, I was believing that it would be Oscar Charlotte too, until they made the step that if Nia wins, she'll be added to the match, which only made me think that they've kind of already, unfortunately, unwittingly, but kind of wantingly, gave away that Oscar's gonna fight Nia. I got Oscar gonna fight Alexa. Right. Because if Oscar uh, wins, let's say Oscar wins, right? Well, she's not gonna lose, but let, but she wins, right? So Monday Night on Raw, how was that gonna be explained to Oscar? Like, oh, by the way, hey, cool, everything. Yeah, I don't want to fight nobody over here. I'm going to SmackDown. Well, it's gonna just devalue everybody on Raw. Yeah, man. Here's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think about this too because I know this sounds really weird, but I'm trying to figure out where Rousey fits into all this. And I know we're probably gonna talk about her because she's got a segment on the show. Right, right. But uh, it's so weird because it's like it feels like. With Asuka, especially. I'm with you, Rance. Like, we talked about this with Sierra that my whole thing was I would just, I just want to see, I would like to see just two singles matches for each women's championship. We talked about that. But I do agree with you that it'd be a lot more intrigue if you add Nia to the equation because, like you said, Asuka versus Alexa, I mean, no offense to Alexa, but give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? Like, you need Nia to be an equalizer to both of them. In that match, it makes mm-hmm. gives it makes you think Alexa could escape, yes. right? So that that's kind of like why I agree with you to make it more interesting. Um, but I and at the same time, I, I kind of like what Caleb's thinking is well, we all kind of were hoping. I think a lot of us were thinking that Charlotte versus Oscar is like the money match because they couldn't do. I think we all kind of thought Paige was going to be involved in this somehow, and that didn't happen, right? So when you take that out. You think, okay, well, the money match for Mania for the women especially would be Oscar and Charlotte because we haven't had that match, right? So they're on different brands. And as Caleb alluded to, he thinks that Oscar's going to challenge Charlotte. But then what happens with Alexa, right? She just faces Nia. It's going to be a squash. Right. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm very confused as, as the actual direction. And of course, the Elimination Chamber could change some things, too, with the women. I mean, yeah. Alexa doesn't necessarily have to win this match. We're not no. thinking about yeah. that either. So, they, they, could, they could go all sorts of wacky and have, like, a, a fatal four-way with Nia, Oscar, Nia, Alexa, 
Bailey and Sasha even. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to rule that saying. out. There's a lot going on here with the women, and which kind of like, it's crazy to me that everyone is like, you know, on SmackDown, they keep doing the six-woman tag, and then on Raw, they keep doing the six-woman tag. And everybody's like, why do you guys keep doing this? And I kind of agree with that, because it's like, you guys actually have a lot of interweaving storylines you could work into without having to do these tag team matches all the time. But regardless, well, that, uh, that you know, notwithstanding. The secret yeah. is they've got Teddy Long booking the women's division. Well, <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for last year and all the the multi-man, multi-woman's matches and tag matches. But I can say when you call up two, three woman groups, you're kind of bound to have a lot of tag matches at the same time. It's so sure. Yeah. I get, I get that. I will say I get that, but I, I do I, think you got to kind of start working on weaving some stuff in I there, agree. making it a little bit. And if you look at the way the relationship chamber has been built, there's three stories. It's the the relationship between Bailey and, and Sasha. Is it breaking? Is it close? Whatever it is, you got the young right. guns and what they're gonna do, and Mandy and uh and Sonya, and then you got all of a sudden Mickey and Alexa get along now. So there are some stories right. being interweaved into that. Now I will say this: the way the way SmackDown has done it in this past month and a half, I do appreciate what they've done. Charlotte's been trying to take them out one by one, and she was kept getting jumped, kept getting jumped, beat everybody except for Ruby. Her friends came and helped her, and now the only two left standing are the two best of the group: Charlotte versus yeah. Ruby. So I appreciate sure. what they've done in that regard. But you're well, right; we'll, we, we, we got to be done with this. We're gonna talk about the Elimination Chamber in just a second, um, probably. So, because there's some things I want to talk about with that match specifically and what you were alluding to with the three stories. Yeah. But I think we're all a little kind of confused as to maybe where they might he- be headed. Cause we That's don't, good. which is good. We don't know. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. We don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. So let's predict the match and move forward here. So Caleb, throw your, throw your prediction out. Oscar. Oscar. Rance. No contest. What? No contest. Oh, no contest. Okay. Uh, I'll take Asuka to, to win. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Asuka, clean victory. So should we move to the I women's chamber? I say we do Ronda. Or Ronda. move Ronda. Okay, that's if what we're going to talk about okay. Ronda. Are we gonna, do you want to talk about her? We can talk about her for a little bit. I mean, she is only the fourth, third or fourth biggest draw in MMA history. A little higher than that, but sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd still put Brock or Connor above her, but whatever. Um, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is where they're going to set up the WrestleMania match, right? Triple H and Stephanie against Ronda and someone. That I'm so glad you said that because people keep saying, well, if Oscar does this or such and such does that, whatever happened to Ronda versus Steph? That's been what's supposed to been happening the whole time, right? That actually has yeah, a reason but, to, to happen. There's a reason behind it. What happened in San Francisco? There's, there's like there's a reason for this. And then, the, again, the subtleties. When Ronda made her debut after Oscar won at the Rumble, when she walked up to Steph, the whole time, Steph's like, I didn't know this was happening. So she got signed under Steph's nose in kayfabe. Right. So it's not like Steph wanted her to come. I'm sure she's happy to have her. Because of the draw, what if Ronda says, "Well, there's nobody here I want to be but you"? Well, the problem with that is, though, once again, like this is just kind of if you if you think about 
Rhonda's background, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and what she's capable of. Mm -hmm. You you can't just have Rhonda versus Steph, can you? Why not? We you why? Okay, can can I explain why? Do you mind, Caleb? Do, do you mind? I mean, I I can give an explanation on how that match would go. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, yes, it's how. But well, you tell you tell how it's gonna go, and I'm gonna tell you why I think that would work. How about we do that? Uh, it'd be two minutes, and Stephanie would be putting a kayfabe arm bar, and she would tap out. Absolutely. Now that's why they're not gonna have it. That's one -on -one. pointless to me. No, no, it's not. Yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. They can't do one on one. That's pointless to me. It's not gonna. Be, well, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's let's let let me use an analogy to explain the point. When Goldberg came back, forget how you feel about it. When Goldberg came back and he beat Brock in a minute and however long, right? Was that the wrong decision or the right decision? I was indifferent towards that decision. I mean, I, I don't really wouldn't consider it right or wrong to be honest. Business with you. okay, well, business wise, it was the correct decision for this one reason. In one match, they got Goldberg over and reminded everybody what was good about him. Right. Right. His whole career, everybody he beat was in fast, vicious reason, vicious points. That, that was that was what he did. He was not there having 20 minute classics with people. It was all about the destruction he could bring. Right. Right. With Ronda, she's coming from a situation where she never had to fight long anyway. She had like two fights that left the first round. So you think she's going to come over never having wrestled a real match and wrestle a 20 minute classic? No. no. The point of Ron the point of seeing Ronda wrestle is seeing her destroy somebody fast or get destroyed fast, which is why the right, mixed but... tag works so perfectly. Now I want I'm, I want you to say what you want to say. Just let me finish this real quick. Now, Ronda doing this against Steph does not hurt the credibility of any other woman, because Steph is we know Steph can wrestle, but she doesn't. So now, right. if 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 Ronda was to fight Oscar, or Ronda was to fight Alexa, or if she was to fight Charlotte, any woman on the roster, Ronda's gonna win the first match. She's going to, yeah, and she's going to win pretty quickly, pretty convincingly. Why would you do that to them, to that to a full time member, and her first match? You can get Ronda over with the crowd because they, all they want to see is the armbar. You can get her over with the crowd, Stephanie who we've all been begging to see her sell something anyway, can finally sell and, and be Vince for once, and everybody happy. Right. Well, okay, and that that's that, that's a good point. I, I'll say this. I don't necessarily love the Ronda Goldberg comparison because when Goldberg did it, we weren't 100% sure he was going to do it because it was Brock. If Ronda does it, we know she can whoop Stephanie's ass. So there's a little bit of a difference there. We know that. No, like absolutely. At least Brock, the person at least Brock is, is legit. Sure. Yeah. So that's, the, that's one thing I'll say, which is why I think like you said, you think the one-on-one -on -one could work. And no, I don't think the one-on-one -on -one will work. Okay, but well, I don't think it could. Like I said, I don't think it works either. I think the best way to do this, where you can still have Steph tap and she gets her comeuppance, as it were, that everyone bitches about. Ronda looks great as you add two people, but not only you add, obviously you're adding Triple H and whoever Ronda's going to be with, which I would predict Kurt Angle, God, just to be honest with you. Jeez, yeah, I, I, I had that. I had that epiphany as as we wanna, were discussing this. I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see Kurt. Honestly, no offense to Kurt, but I feel like that's the way to kind of work it. You know what I mean? To where Ronda still wins quickly, makes Steph tap, whatever, because you know Kurt and Triple H have had their little stare down because Triple H pedigreed his son or whatever. But I want to hear Caleb's thoughts. Offsides of just what he said earlier, Stephanie taps out in two minutes. Like, what do you think? Like. 
where is this going with the contract signing and you know what direction do you feel like they're actually heading in oh yeah it's it's gonna be a mixed tag and it's gonna be her partner's gonna be Kurt Angle because you know again as as was kind of hinted toward she was signed under uh Stephanie's nose in kayfabe well who could have signed her was it was it her husband no of course not he'd let her know it's Kurt right. Angle he's no. general manager I disagree with that too Ugh. I'm sorry, but here's here's why I disagree with that. Kurt can't sign anybody over Stephanie's head. Yeah, well I was gonna say that too. Like Triple it's H, Vince, Vince it's not a matter of going. Huh? Vince, okay. signed. but Triple H is the best for business guy. So if if Stephanie doesn't like Ronda and we and he knows that he might still sign Ronda because that's best for business. Remember, like you gotta harken back all the way to. Like, and I'm not saying before you start on your, oh, they don't think that far back or whatever. Like, that best for business line is just a line that we all remember, you know? So that's no, an sure. easy explanation for him signing Ronda even underneath his own wife's well, nose. Well, you know why what I'm can't saying? it be Vince? What's that? Why can't it be Vince? Vince and, that signed him? Yeah, sure, yeah, it could be. And he don't have to do no screen time. Yeah. Vince signed well, it can't be Vince because Vince is like 20 years behind everyone. He's watching UFC four right now. Thank you for that. They've still got the, <laughs> they've still got the no weight limit shit going on. Oh yeah. You got a sumo guy versus a karate guy. Here's another thing. Yeah. What? We got Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie. Come on. Why, why can't it be John Cena? Why got to be Kurt Angle? Because John Cena doesn't have the right, it doesn't have the privilege to sign someone. I'm no, just no, kidding. No, no. no I'm, I mean, what I'm talking about in terms of the match. Why can't it be John Cena and Ronda versus Triple H? John Cena keeps talking about he has no road to WrestleMania. So what if Ronda looks at him and she's like, look, John, I need you. You're you're the face of this company. And at least you give him 20 minutes, John and Triple H can wrestle a good 15-minute match. And give the, give the women dream. their fight. Why can't it be The Rock? Well, that's Because that's, that's his insurance company won't let him wrestle. Absolutely. That's the perfect. That's the, that would be the perfect match. Was what they've been pushing for, but yeah, that and he's filming a movie. He's well, he, he films like seven at a time, but you know. But I'm just saying, it just makes more sense to me for it to be John, because John, the, there's a reason. Every chance he gets, he talks about I don't have a road to WrestleMania. There's a reason. Yeah. So either somebody's gonna pull him from the woodworks, or s- some taker's gonna come back and just challenge him. But. That, and so why wouldn't – yeah, I don't want that to happen either. But it just I can just see it uh, – I can just see it, uh, John moping around after the chamber and whatever, you know, or a month in, a month before WrestleMania, and her and Ron, him and Ronda just walk past each other. And Ronda's like, hey, let me talk to you real quick or some shit like that. Why would Ronda not want her partner to be the 16-time world champion? If she has no, that yeah, part. I mean, I'm, I'm not against that. I, would, I wouldn't be against that at all. Because, I mean, like you said, you know, John doesn't have a clear direction right now. Not to mention, like, to me, like, we don't think about this a lot. A lot of people are like, I don't know how, Caleb, I don't know how you feel about Ronda coming in and being in WrestleMania immediately. But to me, like, as someone who's going to be there, like, yes, please. You know what I mean? Like, it's an opportunity to see Ronda. I'm not a big UFC guy. I didn't, I mean, I watched Ronda fight because it was cool to me and, Mm-hmm. And to me, Ronda is like a natural heel. I don't like. I don't think she should even be a face, honestly. But that's the way they're going to go in the beginning because she's Ronda. Yeah. But I mean, to, opportunity to see Ronda, not to uh, potentially to get to see Triple H wrestle, who I'm a, always been a big fan of. 
there's a lot of like to me there's a this is like one of those it's this it reminds me of like you know how they always have that one like crossover like celebrity yeah. kind of thing that, yeah. that's kind of what this feels like but it's also it's a way to get ronda ingratiated as a superstar absolutely. in wwe because she's full-time so. absolutely the spectacle match and the, the best part is we don't have to predict anything because it's just a contract signing yeah absolutely so you're I predict signs her contract. I predict. I predict that Ronda Rousey signs her contract in Stephanie McMahon's viscous acidic liquid. Viscous acidic. That, that's nice. That's a that's a callback to a, an old yeah. Cole saying. Yes. Pal. Yes. I'm, we remember that unfortunately. So yeah. yes. Um. So we got two We got two chamber matches, bro. So go ahead. Oh. Uh. Start off with the women. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, six women. Uh, Mandy Rose, so- uh, Sonya Deville, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, the defending champion, and the six-time women's champion, Mickey James as well. Um, I'm pretty interested to see what they do here, to be honest with you. I... Man, I don't know. Um, again, I'm interested. I just I wish I had more to say, to be honest with you. So that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the baton to whomever wants to speak next. Carl, uh, I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first of all, I think one thing for sure is gonna happen in this match. Y'all probably shit all over me. I don't care. It's whatever. Y'all shit all over me all the time. I think this is going to be a match. Where first of all, when you look at Absolution, the two girls from Absolution, Mandy and Sonia. I feel like this is Mandy. Okay. Sonia, I feel like this is a real big opportunity for her to show what she's made of uh, because it's a chamber, because she kind of has that, her, she's got that UFC thing going, that fighter gimmick thing going. I, I feel like it's a star making opportunity for her if she takes it and runs with it. And y'all may agree or disagree, whatever. Uh, but I'm just thinking of, because I don't, obviously, I don't believe either one of those two girls are winning this match. So from that side of it, I just wanted to just focus on those two first. I feel like this is a, a real big opportunity for both of them, but I feel like if anybody could take it, I feel like Sonya Deville is the one that could actually take it, okay? Um, moving to Sasha and Bailey next. This, this, Sasha's been doing all her little hinting on social media. I'm sure you guys all follow Sasha, and she does her, she's putting her little quotes about stabbing in the front and not the back and all this stuff that she does. She's been doing this for a while anyway. And it's always a, is she or is she not going to turn heel, whatever. That speculation is going to be there. I don't know that this match is going to be, is the kind of match where you can really turn anyone heel. And the reason why I say that is because it's still, even though Bailey's in it and they're friends, what's on the line, the title and two, it's a brutal match anyway. There, so like, there's a way. Like this is just, sure. I mean, she's gonna, she well, there is, but she's gonna. To me, she's gonna do what. She's still trying to win the championship. It's kind of like on SmackDown where Sammy and Kevin realize now that, look, it's every man for himself, right? Like, and Bailey and Sasha have that respect. Well, so I don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen or not. And I, if you're like, I'm not trying to get into the Sammy Kevin thing. If that's what you're about to do. Well, no, I, I was just gonna say they've they've changed they've changed course in that regard. And like, Sammy's going quote unquote full on like, hey, I got your back, man. I'll lay down for you. Right. That, that's not gonna happen. But yeah. Yeah. You, no. We'll go. But actually, I think the more intriguing thing here in this entire thing 
is how Alexa is going to weasel her way into a victory is Mickey James. And like, as we've seen, Alexa has been trying to help Mickey, right? She helped her out. She saved her. Why? Why else? Cause she's using her. She what else would she be doing it for? Yep. Okay. Sasha and Bailey don't give a shit about Alexa. They're not going to help her. The absolution girls, they're in They're their own team. Alexa needs someone to help her get out of there with a victory. And that is Mickey James. That that's, all this is is like this to me this whole thing is just a vehicle like to have mickey ensure somehow that alexa walks out of there and whether it works or not is a completely different story we'll find out sunday mm -hmm. but that's the most intriguing part of this to me is how alexa is going to use mickey to her own advantage in this match you know because they don't have this is the first women's elimination chamber and none of them have ever been in one obviously so Alexa's smart because she's using the most experienced woman in the match in general to her advantage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She, she's taking, she's like, okay, you guys got, she's got Mandy and Sonya have each other. Sasha and Bailey have each other. Maybe I need someone. I'm taking the, the most experienced woman. You know what I mean? And I feel like that whole story right there, the, the three separate stories as Rance talked about, which is why I wanted to talk about this. It gives each piece there's there's something for everyone in this match. There's a little bit for everybody. You know, the Absolution Girls and their first real opportunity here. Sasha and Bailey, what's going to happen with them? And then Alexa using Mickey. At least that's what I think is happening. So that, that's my thoughts on the chamber. Caleb didn't have a lot to say. Rants take the four. You uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head for the most for pretty much most part. Um, yes, it is. This is a tale of three stories in this match. Um, Sasha and Bailey, the Absolution Girls, and Mickey and Alexa. So the way I see it going down is I, you are spot on that Sonya is... I realize Mandy looks better. Mandy probably has a higher ceiling because of that fact. But you know who just got signed to Raw? Ronda Rousey. You know who's going to be built to be the first, uh, be the first victim of Ronda? Sonya Deville. Because fighter versus <laughs> fighter. Think about it. So... Yeah. If I'm spitballing here, I, I, the way I see it is I see Sonya, I see uh, I, I see Sonya having a really good uh, showing. Maybe she'll do all right, but I do see I see Bailey eliminating Sasha, and I see Sasha turning on her right then and there. Yep. Some kind of way. It's finally sick of the BS. Not sick of the bullshit. And right. then I see Mandy. And uh, Sonya uh, double teaming on Bailey, and I see Sonya elim eliminating Bailey, and I see Sonya eliminating Mandy. Not on no BS, but on some I want the title type stuff. And you hit the nail on the head. Alexa is gonna use the shit out of the most experienced woman in the match, and she—that's what she's gonna eliminate last. She's gonna sneak her way into beating Mickey, um, which will be—I mean, think about it. I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big proponent of using what got you to the dance, right? Oscar is the best striker in the division. Nia's big, so of right. course she has the power game. Sasha is fearless, right? They all got their respect. Uh, Charlotte is genetically superior. Naomi's athletic. They all have everybody has their own respective talents. Alexa's one talent is that she is smarter than everybody, at least from a yeah. game plan perspective. So yeah, 
she is going to finagle and finesse away and get getting out that chamber. So Alexa is the Miz of the women's division. Without, yeah, well, actually, you know what I was gonna say without the matches, but Miz wrestled a bunch of three star matches for his career too, until recently. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Right. And there's no way. So yeah, I'm there's no that. way they're gonna go into WrestleMania without Alexa having a, a, a marquee match because that woman has been champion or been fighting for the championship since she got called up. So there's no way she's she's they're gonna pass over her. So I don't see nobody else win. The only other person I can see possibly winning is Sasha, but I don't see it. So yeah. Caleb, want to add something here, man? I know you said you didn't have much uh, to say. We've, we've opened the door if you want to speak on our points or whatever. I really, uh, man, again, I wish I had something to add, but I really don't, sir. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. Hashtag Caleb hates wrestling. I do not hate wrestling, <laughs> damn it. I appreciate Real wrestling, like the Aldis Crusade. Bye, man. Um, no, that's, Next, that, that is unrelated. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you, you want to make some predictions here? Yeah, I'll go for Although it. I, suppose, I'll, well, I'll I, I mean, it. I suppose we've kind of yeah. made it clear what we're thinking is going to happen. Yeah, I think we're all on the Alexa train. Yep. Yeah, I just I don't see, you know, like you said, the only person I can see one is Sasha. Uh, but to be clear, I think the Alexa will beat Mickey. For the final pin. Agreed. I don't know if anybody has a different Agreed. idea no. of how that's going to happen. Alexa pins Mickey. Yep. And probably right after Mickey eliminates somebody. Pins Sonya. Yeah. Sonya or Sasha or one of those. Well, yeah. look at you. We're on the same page. Go ahead, man. I know, right, Caleb? Um, I would agree. Alexa pins Mickey. That That's, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, call it a consensus there. Yeah, wow. Not much whole lot. We're, we're on the same page for once. Yeah, well, that, damn it. A... Too much agreeing. I know it. Well, um, Caleb, bring us fact, in. Well, hold, the... on, hold on. The fact that we all agree makes me think yeah. they're nice workers. Because we all agree. Clearly, yeah, everybody sees it. Yeah, so, Mandy true. Rose might walk out of here with the championship or some shit. But yeah. Sure. Bring it home, Caleb. I'm excited Ugh. for the last one. Bring it home, baby. Okay. Seven dude elimination chamber. Uh... First off, I want to say I hate that they they decided let's do seven guys this year, wow. and j- just for j- because the match is going to start off as a three way instead of one on one. What's wrong with that? Right. We have very little possibility of any one on one action in this match. That's my biggest uh, hang up there. That's but a, not that's a, a it's fair, not like that's a not ma- that's a it's fair not a match ruiner sure. for me, but it's just kind of a eh. No, that's a fair criticism. I get it. A yeah. lot of times before you complain, introduce the guy, I actually don't agree though. Well, you guys are like saying it's fair, but I don't. No, agree no, no, because... no, I don't either. But what I'm saying is, a lot of the times people get like war games. Well, it's not the traditional war. At least Caleb didn't say it's not how it is. Right. Caleb gave me a real criticism, and I appreciate that because that's valid. There's no, right. there's not, there's probably not going to be a lot of one on one. So I appreciate the criticism. That's a real criticism. You are absolutely correct in your criticism. Yeah, you're damn but right I am. I, uh, I do think there's going to be more one-on-one than you think, though. Me too. Okay. I think what he means is two people in the ring alone. Two people in the like, chamber yes, yeah. true, alone. Like a true one-on-one, yeah. Yeah, and, and right. that's okay. a fair that's criticism. Fair. That's a very fair criticism. Yeah, so we've got here, we've got, it's kind of got like a tier to it, and I want to say Braun is like the middle ground for it, because like you've got John Cena, Roman Reigns, um... Let's see here. Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Elias, 
Seth Rollins. Who else am I missing? Miz. Or got all of them. Miz. Miz, yeah. Miz, yeah. So, Roman, huh? okay, maybe you, Miz would, Miz, yeah, Miz would maybe be the middle ground there. Cause you got like, you got your established guys, John Cena, Roman, I'd say Rollins is established, even if he has fallen into the tag team scene for the past eight months or whatever. But even all that being said, um, again, seven guys, I really think at most you've got two realistic possibilities for a winner. And, uh, I think uh, Rance knows exactly who I'm referring to right now. But, <laughs> um, again, like, like the other chamber, I'm interested to see what happens here. Uh, I did thoroughly enjoy the gauntlet. That That is one of the two matches from the show I got to see. That was that was pretty fun. Um, I'm curious to see if they let Elias bring his guitar into his pod. That would be interesting, Cause, yes. Yeah, because he's going to be in there for... 20 minutes yeah he's gonna be in this pod for 20 minutes so yeah, he's last right yeah consider that and consider him just like strumming away and singing for you know that on again off again for 20 minutes i'm here for it i'm here please to... let that happen so let me ask you all this before we go into the match who's gonna be the three yeah. to start we know miz is number one who's the other two uh rollins and balor i don't think Balor's gonna be the start because everybody's gonna expect that i think it's gonna be rollins and cena I think it's going to be Miz, Cena. I think Cena, too, because he's Cena. Yeah. Actually, I, let me uh, let me take Rollins out. Let me say Miz, Reigns, and Balor. Here's why I think Rollins is going to start. See, I would say Miz, Cena, and Reigns. That's what I would say. Here's why I, say, here's why I think Rollins is going to start, because it's going to play on the should Rollins have gone all out for an hour and a half on Monday. Well, right. yeah, because he's, he's trying to get that, that guap, man. He's trying to get that winner's purse. <laughs> but you, what you going to say? Like, because convinced wisdom will tell you, hey, you wrestled a great match. Just lose. It doesn't mean anything. Save yourself. But he went all out. Prove to the crowd. It's always that, do you wrestle for the crowd or do you wrestle for personal gain? So if, how, does, hmm? how does a gauntlet match work? Like, does only one guy get paid or do, like, do they have five payouts or what? what's the deal there? Sorry, that's completely unrelated. I, and I'm just trying to derail everything. When I talked when I talked to Vince, uh, when I talked to Vince Saturday morning for yeah. our Saturday morning brunch conversation, I'll let you of, know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. OK, and, sweet. You know, I work for Vince. Everybody thinks that. Uh, but yeah, you get, absolutely. But, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I just think the interest in Rollins ain't him waiting to get in. The interest yeah. in Rollins is, is he going to be fatigued and still hurt from what he had to go through an hour and a half on Monday? So he would, I think he would have to start. The yes, match. that's a good point. Uh, I do think this, they need to be really careful about something. Uh-oh. And we already know that, that, that um, Roman Reigns, the most polarizing when it comes to fans, everyone's so down the middle with him yeah. in a lot of ways. They need to be careful where they place him in this match. If they put him, like, Elias comes out last, right? He's got mm-hmm. the seventh spot. If Roman is sixth, I really feel like people are going to, once again, I feel like people are going to shit on it if he wins. Although I think there's going to be a little shitting on it if he wins anyway, I think better to do it with him being maybe the first guy to come out of the three, number four. Okay. As opposed to making him late in the match where people are like, oh, a fucking course. Not only you, is Roman going to WrestleMania, but he didn't have to do shit to get do, there. Do you, that agree kind of with that, Caleb? do you agree with that assessment? I mean, I could see that happening, but... Um... Can, I, can, I, <laughs> can I tell you why I disagree? 
Yeah, sure. Because the only times those the only time people have been all oh, Roman's gonna win have been Rumbles, right? And both of the Rumbles he won, he came in late or he came in number one and got taken out of the match. Actually, he only won one. No, I'm, I'm saying both. You know, what I'm saying both of those mat, both of the Rumbles where he was the focus is what I mean. Yeah. Okay, um, I get you. Yeah. He came in late on the first one, and the second one he was number one, got kicked out early, and came back in the end of the match. So yeah, those are rumbles. I think he didn't. So the fans, fans, even if he, fans knew he was gonna win and didn't want him to win, at least they would have felt he earned it. No matter what, even if he comes out last in an elimination chamber, you can't just sneak in, and like you're gonna earn it in some way. There's going to be punishment. So I don't feel like the the match is built differently, to where. Yeah, fans might still be upset, but it's not gonna be like a full-on turning on of the crowd as it was in Philly. I don't, I don't think if he wins. Well, no, but I feel like if you think about like, well, let's put it this way: not only does it depend on the placement, it depends on who he pins to win, right? Because if you look at think to me, like if you think about like Rollins, right? Mm-hmm. Rollins just ran the gauntlet on Monday. Mm-hmm. If Rollins starts out this match, <laughs> okay the elimination chamber and gets all the way to the end and it comes down to those two. And then, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? That, that like, might be there the one is some ways you've that got, might be the one. Yeah. You've got, you've got to do some things here and be careful. If Roman is your choice, I know mm-hmm. ranch, you may not think he is. We've talked, we'll talk about that in a minute, Yeah. but there's, you've just got to be careful here. Like, I really think if you want, like, it's not going to change how I feel about it either way. No, me neither. Right? But I see your point. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, we should probably actually like, talk about the actual match. Uh, I'll start with Caleb because Caleb is Mr. I don't have a lot to say. Uh-uh. Caleb, I'm going to need you to say something. Well, you know, I really don't have a lot to say about this match, but um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm interested to see this uh, second go round for the men in new chamber. Um, Cause yeah, they're, uh, they're able to do a lot more. They're able to maneuver around a lot more. You know, the pods aren't, completely against the ring post anymore everything's it's a lot easier to climb shit um all those things considered that's what that's my biggest concern because you know whether or not like i don't believe there's been a lot of story put into this feud just because you can't do that when you when you're putting like six or in this case seven guys in one match you know so my interest lays in like how the match itself is going to play out and you know what spots they're going to do etc that's where I'm at. So what are you thinking about that, then? What are you thinking about that? And expand on that. Like, what are you thinking about how this match is going to play out? Without giving a prediction, how do you feel like this match plays out for the guys, for the seven involved? You don't have to go in-depth on every single guy, but just especially the main focus is guys you think could actually win this match. Other than, you know, obviously, you, you know, who do you think could win it? Who are the guys you think could win it, and why, and how do you think it'll play out? The two, the two realistic chances I've given are uh, Reigns and Braun. That's where I'm at. Um, Reigns because, you know, fucking made three WrestleManias in a row. What's a fourth? Braun because... LOL LOL Roman wins, sure. Yep, yep. Um, (laughs) And then Braun because even though, like, he has... He's fought Brock thrice, only been pinned by him once. um, That considered, too, so... You can say that feud's not necessarily been, like, completely explored either. Um, As far as, like, cool spots go, I have a feeling, and this could just be a feeling, I feel like Finn is probably going to coup de gras someone from the top of a pod. 
I think that's going to happen. Along with that, I also okay. expect Braun to throw someone through the glass pod. I Elias expect that as well. Or Miz. Yeah. Or he could pull the old fucking big show where he just like punches the glass out to get someone out early. I can see that happening. Yeah. Braun's going to do something nefarious. Absolutely. Yeah, something just Absolutely, yeah. fucking absurd. <laughs> That's for sure. But again, Braun and yeah. uh, Roman, they're my two like most realistic, th- the two most likely, in my opinion. Do you think it comes down to those two? Yes, absolutely. They, okay. Either way, whoever right, so, wins, it's so, going to come down yeah, to those yeah. two. Don't make a prediction yet, but I just was curious. I won't. I thought it would come down to those two. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, right. I would say yeah, Balor would be the third guy. Like okay. the, he'd be in the final three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I like it. Rance, what do you think? Talk about it. I'm so excited for this match for one particular, well, many reasons, but one particular reason, and like when it at the crux of it, this is the match that will prove that either I'm an idiot or a genius. <laughs> I have been saying for at least maybe six months that is I've never believed the Ro- the Roman Braun Bro- Roman Brock rumors. I, I I acknowledge and I'm not stupid. Clearly they probably talked about it at some point and they might even been have might have been scheduled at one point. But to the extent that people have just accepted that this is what has been written in stone since WrestleMania 33 is ludicrous to me. This will be the match. That proves that either I'm I, I know Vince better than any of y'all and I've and I'm a genius, or I'm a dumbass that doesn't need to talk for about two months. <laughs> and I'll accept either one. Because if I'm wrong, first thing I'll do is come on this podcast, say how wrong I was, and then I will mute myself. <laughs> False. Absolutely. We're not gonna let you mute yourself. You can say <laughs> do the first part. Oh, okay. We're not gonna let you mute yourself because you gotta you gotta catch you gotta catch this uh, this slander. I'm I'm going <laughs> to absolutely. 100% make sure Rance mutes himself. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. No, I, I'll make a deal with y'all. If I'm wrong, if, if if Roman does win, and you know what? I'll even do this because I'm a man of, I'm a man about mine. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. No shame in it. I'll go on every single one of our shows. I'll go on Ricky and Clive. I'll go on Nation <laughs> Radio, and I will sit there for 15 oh, okay. minutes, say nothing, and just take the slander because I would have earned I it. I see how it Listen. is. I see it as you're just trying to get yourself over. That's what you're trying to do. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not even, I'm not going to contribute. I'm just going to come on there and say, Hey, I was wrong. Say what you got to say. Rats. I had a better idea. If you're wrong, just buy me a hurricane. (laughs) Okay. I was going to buy one anyway. Going to buy a machine. Awesome. (laughs) What's up with that? Oh, nice. 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 Uh, But to talk about the match, um, I think it's yeah. a, it's well. So the beauty of this match is not only does everybody deserve to be in the match, but everybody has a re- and everybody has reason for being in the match. But everybody's gonna have a turn to shine, right? I was gonna say it's yes. a tale of two people, but then Rollins and Balor both have shown that there's a big part that they're gonna play. Then, if you're on, so of course we know Roman and Braun are your are your are your favorites, right? And then Rollins. And Balor are going to have something to say about that. And they're going to be out there to, again, steal the show. And then Miz and the Liars are both your 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 smart, condescending heels who are probably going to lay back in the cut and be smart. And then it's John fucking Cena as seven. So everybody got a part to play. But I do think the most important thing about this match will be that 
at the end of this match, I think we'll know three particular matches that are gonna that we're gonna go into WrestleMania. Maybe four if with the Cena and Ronda thing, if Ronda and from my prediction of course, if Ronda and Stephanie have beef at the contract signing because she'll most assuredly be there. Um and I think that's gonna be Miz and Finn. Cause again, I look at everything that happens. I realize I pay attention to what the dirt sheets. I subscribe to Observer. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an IWC fan, but I, I believe what I see. So I'm gonna go by what the shows show me more than what Meltzer reports, right? So going by what the shows show me, going by what the what the fan what the the guys are doing on the social, building this up. Finn and Finn and Miz got beef, right? So I I, I see it being Finn. And Demon Finn, of course, because it's Mania. And Miz for the IC Championship. Yeah. With both of their respective entourages. I see it being Rollins and Roman having their particular beef because... Go... go, And I want to explain that because people think I'm crazy. Go back to the Champions Club uh, promo when Jason Jordan came out there and said that we're better than the original Shield. Roman... Wait, looked, did, did you actually just say the Champions Club... That's what they called it, remember? That's what Roman... That's what, what, that's what Jason Jordan called them. No, that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying, go oh, back to their was... promo. No different than y'all called it... I'm the sorry. Tater, no different than y'all called it the Tater Tots promo. Y- y'all don't care anything else he said. Y'all just said Tater Tots. The point, I'm trying to get y'all to remember that particular promo. When Jason called them that, right? Uh, If you look at Roman's face, Roman ain't even just looking at Jordan like his idiot. He's looking at Rollins like, you let him come into this group? You let him step into this? Seth, get your boy. So there was already some issues there. Then think about when Jordan, uh, when he got hurt, and Roman stepped up for his brother, and they fought the bar for the last time. Jordan caused him to lose. Roman wasn't looking at Jordan like, what you doing? Roman was looking at Seth. That's your boy. You got him involved in this. Go back to Wrestle. Uh, go back to uh, the Rumble. Roman eliminated Seth. Like. I got to do what I got to do. Seth's like, I got you, brother. It's all good. Go back to the gauntlet match. Seth eliminated Roman. Roman was looking for a second like, damn, because you know Roman wants a fourth main event. Right? Roman wants the fourth main event. Seth beat him. Of course, they pounded because they're brothers and Roman hadn't had a reason to get his anger. But just think about those moments. And think about, it's very similar to Sasha and Bailey. Think about those moments. And think about the year Roman has had. Yeah, he beat Taker, but after that, he's lost everything. The only time he really won, significantly, I'm sure, and I'm not, he's won other matches, but was when he when he when he's with the Shield. But the Shield's big re-debut, he got hurt. Right? He was sick. So they replaced him with Kurt. Then they replaced him again with Triple H. Roman sitting back seeing this. I'm 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 telling you what I would write if I was the writer for this but that's i think all of that and then finally seth getting the better of him and getting and, and stopping him because i think seth eliminates roman stopping him from getting his what he ultimately what he wants he's using the hashtag witness me for his fourth straight uh main event for the champion against the guy that seth caused him to lose against that he never lost to don't forget about that seth the reason roman lost that match because seth came in and beat him when he wasn't supposed to be in the match. Right? So there's so many things involved. And then, of course, I've been saying Brock and Braun 
for ever. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so Carl, do you have anything to add, or do you just want to go right into predictions, man? No, because I haven't said anything about this match, so I have something uh, to add. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess you can say something then, pal. Um. So here, here's what I think. First of all, I'm with you on Miz and Finn. I don't think they're winning this. I don't think as much as all the Finn fans want to see Finn get his universal title match, and it don't need to be against Brock. Okay, so let's just cross that out. Miz ain't winning. As much as I would love to see Miz win the universal title, it ain't happening against Brock. Um, Cena, I don't see happening either. As, as much as, boy, that would throw everybody for a fucking loop if Cena were to win his 17th world championship at Mania over Brock Lesnar. But once again, don't think it's going to happen. I'm just scratching those guys out off the top. Elias... I think, once again, we talked about Sonya Deville having an opportunity to make a name for herself. I feel like, once again, this is another opportunity for to Elias to allow the legend of Elias to grow in this match. Don't think he's going to win, obviously. So, really, it comes down to three guys. Braun, Roman, Seth. And here's the thing. If Braun doesn't win this, I really don't know what they do with Braun. There's a lot of rumor that, that Braun faces Miz for the IC title. That doesn't really work for me. Um, I, so I don't know what they do with Braun if he doesn't win this match. So he is, to me, he's like the, he's the wrench in the whole thing. Because if everyone thinks Roman, right, but what do you do with Braun? You can find something for Rollins. So Braun is like, in my head, I think, Braun really should win this. Like, But I don't think he's going to, just FYI. I really don't. I think it comes down to Roman and Seth because as we all know, first of all, with Roman, he's always had trouble beating Seth. Uh, this goes all the way back to when Rollins made his, came back from the ACL injury. Yep. Um, I mean, and once again, you know, however you feel about long-term story building and storytelling and all that stuff is, is up to you. But regardless, we know there's a history between those two, and it's it's shown in certain times over the last month or so with Jason Jordan. As Rance, you talked about all this stuff, so I don't need to I don't need to you know beat a dead horse. But see, what I really think is going to happen, I'm just going to make a prediction now because it doesn't matter. You know, we're going to predict regardless. I do think Roman's going to win the match, but I don't think it's going to be just Roman and Brock at WrestleMania. I I really think Seth is going to find a way to get into this match at WrestleMania, regardless of whether Roman wins the match or not. Because I think all the way back to WrestleMania 31, when all this shit happened, and Roman fought Brock one-on-one, Seth cashed in, won the title. Seth is going, I feel like Seth is going to weasel his way in, not in a bad way, but just in a, hey, listen, Remember, remember three years ago at WrestleMania when, you know, you had your one-on-one with Brock and I screwed you over? Well, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat Brock. You know, I feel like there's, I feel like Seth is going to get himself in and we're going to get the actual triple threat. It was made a triple threat at Mania 31 because Rollins inserted himself in. I feel like we're actually going to get it. The whole thing. I'm not sure how they're going to do it yet. I still think Roman wins the match. 
that's where I'm at with this. Um, so I'm, and I could be crazy too. Okay. It could just be Roman and Brock and whatever, but I do think Roman is going to be fighting for the universal title at WrestleMania. I will say that right now. I just think Rollins is going to find a way to get in there as well. That's, that's my opinion. Well, you're wrong, but okay. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not against that proposed idea, Carl, and I, I have a, a way to get there. Here's what you do. You take 30, maybe 50 some odd people extras in Seth Rollins shirts, surround them around ringside, and you start the burn it down movement. And that's how Seth Rollins gets into uh, the main event of WrestleMania. Fair hey, enough. I just, I feel like. Full feel circle. Like You're in New like, Orleans again. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just I feel like Seth could manipulate Roman because Seth was Seth is what do they call him? The architect. You know, he was always the the smart one of the group. Dean's the crazy one. Roman's the powerhouse. Seth is like the brains. Mm -hmm. I feel like Seth could find a way to insert himself into this match. But that's why I think that. But I do think Roman will be in that title match one way or the other. And it starts with winning the chamber on Sunday. Well, I mean, I, I certainly agree. Roman wins. No, Brock. I'm Braun. Brock. Well, Brock, Brock wins. Cause yeah, no, Braun. Oh, well. I cannot wait to be proven wrong or right. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Oh, Rance, believe me, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right, sir. I just do not expect that to be the case. I hope I'm right. For And for the record, let me speak on this as one of the as I would like to call myself the number two Roman Reigns fan on the internet behind Andre, because Andre is, like, standing. Andre's my boy, but he's standing pretty hard. Uh, I would be very happy to see Roman versus Brock. However, I just don't see it happening. And, but you know what you know what we'll find out? We'll find out live Sunday on the WWE Network for only $9.99. At, like, $9.40, I'm guessing. Vince told I think me this show's going to have a... I think this show is going to have an early end time for sure. Um, well, I don't think so because get, I think – well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not disagreeing, just disagree, but it's enough – Yes, you segment, are. It's enough, <laughs> no, it's enough segments to, to fill out a three-hour show. It's a plenty of segments. It's, well, you, can, you can definitely drag out the two chambers anyway. They're going to well, drag out. I think with seven people, that clearly assures you it's going to be a longer match. So yeah. most chamber matches, men's chamber matches – well, they're all been men's. Most chamber matches last at least 35 to 45 minutes. And that's just a regular chamber match. You add another man who's a guy who actually lasts a long time. I can see that being an hour. Women, I can see getting 30. Ron is going to get 20 minutes. And then you got three other matches. Yeah, I figured it would go the, the, the three. But, I mean, there's really no use in splitting hairs on that shit anyway. Why not, Cole? It is what it is. Why not? I want to split all the hairs, man. I want to split I them see that. right down the <laughs> middle. Yeah, I know, right? I'm rocking a fucking skinhead cut right now. So I'm wearing this cap all the time. See, you don't like tighties. <laughs> you got a skinhead cut. You're really telling on yourself, Caleb. Oh, man. Oh, no, I'm telling on myself. I'm <laughs> I'm letting the secret out. No, guys, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you guys want to discuss the, like, the reboot, the soft reboot of 205 Live? I would. I don't know if Carl wants to since Carl doesn't watch wrestling anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're you're on a fucking wrestling podcast and you don't watch wrestling. Here's the thing though, I do a lot of talking, all things considered. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Even still. 
Yeah. Yeah, you do I mean, more talking than me, and I actually watch the shows, man. I know, it's kind of sad. That just means he's a, that means you're a great A bullshitter. That's all that means. Yeah, it could be. And I bet you I can pull some shit out of my ass about 205 Live, too. Okay, so name all 16 men who are in the in the tournament. Oh, oh. Jesus. Don't don't make him do that. No, no. Do you think, you think I can pull it off? You think I can? I, can, I, I really I want, to, I want to see. Okay, all right, hold on. Let me just do my best here, okay? Mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander. One. I want you, yes. I want you to count them, okay? I want you okay. to make sure. Cedric Alexander. One. Grand Metallique. Two. Yes. Drew Gulak. Three. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Four. Jack Gallagher. Five. Tony Nice. Six. Buddy uh, um, Strong. Seven. Buddy Murphy. Eight. Uh, who was the... Was it Mark? What's his last name? <laughs> Mark Andrews. I'll give you that. Mark Andrews. That's nine. Mark, Mark Andrews. Uh, man, I'm doing good. So I have over 50%. Who else is in that goddamn division? TJ Perkins? Uh, 10. Uh, Kalisto? 11. I know there's more. I know there's more, man. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm just going to stop it there. I know I could probably pull them out if I want to, but that's 11. That's what I got. You missed Lince. All right, you missed. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Lince Dorado. Oh, okay. okay. Lince Dorado. Tyler Bate. Um, Jack fuck. Gallagher. Rance, Rance, pick it up. Jack Gallagher. I said him. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. You didn't say Little Davari. You left him out. Aria Davari. And Hideo Lince Hideo Tommy. Oh, okay. no, and Tazawa. Yeah, you did say Tazawa. Okay. I feel like I got most of the, the main guys except maybe Tyler Bate. Well, Tyler's not main. I, I, I think Jack Gallagher being missed is a pretty main guy because he's built as one of the top heels on the show. Yeah, but he said Jack Gallagher. He, yeah, he said, said Jack Gallagher. Oh, okay. Yeah, Damn well, it. Uh, well, Damn it, pal. You missed a day who got built up for a, a month with all the promos, and you miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're not even talking about their GM, fucking Drake Maverick. He's not in the tournament. He just made the I don't tournament. care. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to, and against Maz's advice, I'm going to hammer it home. Dallas Maverick was right there. It was right there, and they wouldn't do it. They can't, they, they can't, they can't uh, copyright It's that. a fucking name. Can't copyright that. Okay, I can see that then. I could see that. Not to um, mention Mark um, Cuban just so happens to uh, be a part of this yeah. other wrestling promotion. Yeah, he, does, he does have a stake in New Japan yeah. of sorts. Well, he has a stake in Axis. Yes. Who has yeah. a stake in New let's, Japan. Let's, right. let's not start that that rumor. I mean, uh, Cuban – yeah, you can tell Cuban – this is unrelated. Cuban definitely has a vested interest in wrestling because before New Japan, he his channel used to have Ring of Honor on there. Well, I just think but, his channel needs content. <laughs> Have you watched? So, have you watched this channel? <laughs> it just needs content. Access? Yeah, yeah, it needs content for sure. It's just concert replays. It's something. Um, so yeah, I named. But we're not even. We're not even talking. I know. We're not I'm saying. You, <laughs> Once again, two hundred five live still still doesn't matter because we're not hey, talking about it. Bro, bro, I'm saying these matches have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I dig the I dig the concept of. Uh, Drake Maverick coming in and saying, "Hey, get fucking serious. This is about a title." It's I can appreciate that. that. The, the most, the, the best character on Two Hundred Five Live 
happens to be the guy that's not actually wrestling. So, so maybe maybe Drew Gulak, right? But well, yeah. they stripped Drew Gulak's character pretty far. I mean, they've changed it. There you go. But they stripped away the PowerPoint concept, which some people don't like. Well, can can I live up to my name? Y'all call me the Contrarian, so can I be different? Yes, feel free. Let me say this before I say anything: the shows have been fire. Absolutely, no no doubt about it. Drake Maverick has been amazing and quite frankly a revelation. I feel like he's what a face uh, authority figure should be. You know, get you guys ready for the matches, make the matches, and get the fuck out the way. Like I appreciate that, but. I have two issues, two issues with the, as you called it, the soft reboot. Number one, and this is really isn't a big issue, it's just a personal thing. Drake doing what he did, strips, Drake uh, challenging people to be their old selves or their better selves kind of takes away a lot of the aspects of the show that I appreciated because I've never been a secret, I've never held, been secret about this or kept a secret, but I am a bigger fan of entertainment than wrestling. I love wrestling, but I am in, in love with entertainment. So... The entertainment factor of the show has not necessarily effectively been stripped because it's really just when it's been kind of stripped down to just a bare bones wrestling show, which is fine. And it's still a great show. I mean, it's a tournament right now. So, like, we'll, we'll see what they've got going on no, after I'm, WrestleMania. Yeah, I was going to get there. It's going to get better. It's not even it doesn't have to be after WrestleMania because soon they're going to have enough space to have like they had a, 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 a tag match between the two. So we're going to have more matches that aren't in the tournament soon. Yeah, you're right. But what I'm saying is, like, little stuff like Gulak's character is is not gone, but it's stripped away right now. And Jack Gallagher not wrestling in the suit. There was a reason he wrestled in the suit, because he didn't give a fuck. Like, I like I liked that. Like, there were certain things about it, you know, and it's not a big deal. It's really not. It's just, for me, for Rance, that's significant. But number two, here's what I got a problem with the most. I understand. If Enzo Amore being champ and having the promos turned you away, I give you that. I was the proponent of him being in the in the division. I I his him being in the division was my person personally my favorite time because of the character development. But I get it. I do get it. I understand it. If that turns you off, I'm with you. I get you. But what bothers me is people saying 205 is lit now. Take away the three months Enzo was in the cruiserweight division. This was every show. Yes, there's a tournament for the title. I give you that, but the but the level of the matches are the same. The level of the matches have never been bad on 205 Live. It's just y'all didn't care because you didn't have a reason to watch. So now they create this quote unquote tournament, and y'all want to watch now. Like that's so disingenuous to me. Like the shows have I mean, always been good. It's always been some, a great wrestling show. Some people like tournaments, you know. I'm I, I get it. I really but do. But what's the okay? Okay, I get the tournament. I get that. But when you watch the show, people aren't people. Yes, people are happy there's a tournament. But at the end of the day, screw the tournament. We're talking about the matches. We're talking about the match quality, right? The first thing you said about 205 Live was, "Man, that tournament was a great idea." It was, man, the matches have been amazing. They've been just That's as fair. good before. Yeah. They've been yeah. just as good before, and there was more of a story then because these guys actually had real beef with each other. They didn't have beef just because they were pitted against each other in in slots. They had real beef. The Tozawa, uh, Brian Kendrick feud was a great feud. 
the Cedric Alexander Noam Dar feud, which lasted too long, but it was a they had great matches. So for me, the guy who watches everything, I get personally annoyed because people want to bandwagon on stuff when it's cool to bandwagon on it and act like it's a tremendous difference when, except for the three months of Enzo, it's not. Well, I would agree with you because, well, I'll say this first of all, they had to do a tournament. That, that was the best uh, yeah. course of action because of the whole thing with Enzo. No chance. So that, sure. so they kind of walked into more notoriety, especially when you bring on uh, Drake Maverick into the fold and kind of have this whole deal going on. But really, let me ask you this. Do you think people would have cared as much? And just be completely honest with me, and I don't care. I'm just curious. Sure. Had they just had some random-ass person just come out and said, all right, um, we're having a tournament for the title. Mm-hmm. No Drake Maverick. None of that. Mm-hmm. Does, does, does it still get the play? No. And yeah, not, sure, dude. No, no, I I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. Not 205 Live because it, it, 205 Live doesn't have the clout. Right? 205, doesn't, 205 Live doesn't have the clout for people to say, oh, I'm interested in that. And the reason why I say this is because – and I, the reason why I say this is because what it tells me is that it took – if you Caleb disagrees, so that's fine. Yeah, and I mean, Rance agrees. Rance and agrees not, with me. I'm not saying he's wrong. I just I just think differently about it. Yeah. Right. So what that tells me is that it's one of two things: either everyone just really loves tournaments, okay. or everyone is like, "Oh, you brought someone in who made this interesting," I, which harkens itself to characters. Well, hold on. I that's think it's, what matters. It's option three, Carl. It's option three. But option three is they're openly rebooting the show. And we know because we read the dirt sheets that Triple H is taking over. Right. That's what it is. Because when just no no different than, and uh, I realize I'm going on a tangent and being a bit controversial, but no different than the, the hate for Roman Reigns coincided perfectly with CM Punk saying that he's the guy. Perfectly coincided with that. The love for 205 coincided with it being openly known that Vince gave up 205 Live and gave it to Triple H. Right. I don't think there's a coincidence that people started caring about it again after that. Well, I, just, I, I feel if that's the case, and I feel like what Triple H definitely has his, his pulse on is not only putting on quality wrestling, but giving us quality people to give a shit about. And, and, and so what that means to me is that we've got this tournament, and I think it goes to Caleb's point – once the tournament plays itself out is when we should, and we start getting post champion sure. crown is sure. when we should really start making actual judgments about what 205 live is. Because I like agree. you said, it's always been a good wrestling show, right? Yeah. So we need to see what's going to happen after this before we can say, okay, 205 live is back on its feet. The, the reboot itself right now is just the reboot. Like it's just a tournament. Sure. They're having great matches. It's the cruiserweight classic all over again. So, yeah, basically. Okay. Like, if you love just wrestling, then you love 205 Live right now. If you don't love just wrestling, then you probably still like it, but you're going to want to see what happens post like me. the tournament. So that's kind of, I and feel like they're in the right direction. So I'll give them that much. The biggest takeaway from all of this, I think, is the clout that Triple H has built up as a booker. Yeah. Because simply the fact that we that that we know Triple H is taking over the territory, right? Just because of that alone, we believe in it again. That's a lot of clout. 
Now, granted, he yeah, has, yeah, he's built up goodwill with absolutely. you know those. Yeah, absolutely. Now you know I'm I'm kind of iffy with that, but you're 100 right. He has built up the goodwill based on NXT. Um, and now, granted, he had to have everything had to have still worked out because if we he could have all the goodwill, but if the first four shows the matches are boo boo, nobody would care. So having great matches helped him. Calling up guys who have great matches like Tyler Bate, Roddy Strong, Kadeo, Buddy, that's helped him too. But Mark Andrews, but that clout is powerful because you got people who would never care to watch 205 Live. One on each radio, Rich and J- Rich is a flippy guy, sure, but they would never watch the show beforehand. 205's lit, y'all. This is the best show on Tuesdays now. Oh, me neither. Me neither. I, yeah. I didn't watch it until like. I watched it here and there for the first couple months, and I kind of dropped out with it. Honestly, but, I'm back on board now. But, but what's different? I mean, just from, from uh, again, there now. is a yeah, there is a tournament being built up right so, now. That's so nothing's That's different. The difference just, there. But there's not really a difference, though. It's just <laughs> going on. We have an end game here, sir. But there's just man, there's still but, just wrestling yeah. matches. Yeah, there, it's just it's stripped down wrestling matches, and there's for the people we don't know, there's a a little uh, video telling people who they are, and for the people we do know, it's what we've came to, what we've uh, come to see with the little uh, selfie cam I call it uh, promos. But it's been very stripped down, very stripped down. You know what I mean? Um, so and again, that's cool. But I've I'm, I've explained to you guys, I'm an all or nothing guy. Don't half-ass shit with me. Either you like it, you love it. Don't play the don't play the, the field with me. And it bothers me that I'm a guy who watches everything, and there is no tremendous difference between what happened before Enzo and what's happening now. And fans are acting like all of a sudden it's a brand new show that's great. All of a sudden, it's been great. It's been great. And so, just for me, that's that's a personal annoyance to me with fans. It was just part of it's part of the issue I have with fans. Is they pick and choose. Not talking about you, Caleb, because I mean I understand your point. You hate Enzo, um, but and but no, I actually uh, I wanna I wanna correct you. I I enjoyed the first like month of the Enzo run. Okay. And then after that, I kind of soured on it. But sure. the first month, I was really enjoying it. Oh, okay. Well, that's 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 good to know. I I did well. I probably knew that. Just forgot. It's been a while. But I also know that me and you are completely opposite on the spectrum. I'm mainly entertainment yeah. wrestling second. You're wrestling first, entertainment second. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I would expect you to enjoy a stripped down wrestling show more so than I would, and that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm right, I'm wrong, you're right. I, I get that. It's just wrestling fans pick and choose when they want to like something. Like, all of a sudden, Seth Rollins had an hour and a half match, and we're an hour and five minute match, and all of a sudden, Seth Rollins is the guy again. Well, shit, have you been watching what he's been doing the past three months? He's been doing the same shit. Well, he didn't wrestle for an hour. It's, it, it's so funny you say that because I had said something similar after a TakeOver about the EC3 signing and all this praise that just came out of nowhere for this guy. Yeah. Even from some people that I assume never saw the guy wrestle. And to me, that was just kind of weird, and that felt very selective, you know? Then you're right. No, but, but, we, but except for you, the world hates TNA. You in the bot that's, not, that's in the social in the wrestling square circle, who posts only on Thursdays before Impact. Uh, but y'all yeah, there's a bot in that group. I love it. Y'all, the two 
y'all are the two guys playing the violin on the Titanic going down. And I respect <laughs> that. But that but that's the reason why. But still, your point is absolutely right. People pick broken Matt Hardy. Y'all didn't watch TNA, but the second he comes on, on, on Raw or, or WrestleMania, delete, delete, delete. We pick and choose as wrestling fans what we want to like, what we don't want to like based on situations. And that's boo-boo to me. Like, either you're going to be consistent or you're not. Seth Rollins' character has not changed. He's been the same guy since he turned face. But he has one great performance, and all of a sudden he's the he's everybody's favorite wrestler again. And it was a great performance, all-time great. I think the greatest Raw performance of all time, given the situations. He had two fire absolute matches with two of the best of all time, or most most. The, I know people have issues with me saying about Roman. I think he is, but to make it easier, to make it better for you guys, two of the most accomplished of all time, back-to-back, no stopping. So it's a great performance, but that's what makes him great? One show? No, look at what he's done the past six months. Every performance he's had is great. Just, I just, that oh, me. no, dude, dude, last year, it was quote-unquote cool to fucking hate on Seth Rollins in some circles, dude. Like, everyone would yeah. point to, he steals moves, he does this. First off, yeah. on the issue of stealing moves, that happens all the fucking time. Talk about it. Well, okay. You're just defending that because Sami Zayn does it to everyone. <laughs> Sami Zayn does not steal moves. He'll, well, okay, he's <laughs> only kidding. stealing moves from one guy, and he's retired now. So <laughs> let's, let's be fair. <laughs> I will say this about Seth. I, I don't, because I'm a character-driven person, I recognize Seth as an outstanding talent wrestler, whatever. I'm not, that, that's where I think people get me mixed up when I start talking about guys I like and guys I don't like because I'm such a character driven, you know, fan. Face Seth does nothing for me. Heel Seth is the shit. And that's not me just liking heels or faces because there are some faces out there that I can get behind. Seth is not one of them. So I won't go as far to say that I hate Seth Rollins and he's a move stealer. But, I mean, I'm not, like, all about Rollins right now because the face thing, him and his character doesn't move me. Doesn't move that needle for me. And that's all. Just wanted to throw that out there for just – it, because maybe some people hate Seth for the same reason – not hate Seth, but some people don't like Seth for the same reason that I don't care about him that much right now. And I just want to throw that that out there because it, it, I think it's fair to it's fair to – it's it's important to know that not everyone just dislikes someone because they just dislike someone. No, you know? you're right, but but we also realize and we all at we all know that wrestling fans in general, and I know people hate the term IWC, but wrestling fans and the the more internet savvy fans, the more hardcore fans have a herd mentality. We know that there's a herd mentality about us. So yeah, it's not popular like Seth because of the guy he's feuding. Like that he has something to do with that, or Sting, a, a 55-year-old man, gets hurt in a match, and, oh, he injured him. Right. You know? So these things, and Caleb, to Caleb's point, Caleb was on his high horse correctly about Sasha. Sasha had a few issues. He She hurt Paige and this and that, and people were hating on Sasha. You know, so what? But, you know, I don't, you shouldn't dislike or you shouldn't dis become a fan of, well, not become a fan of, you shouldn't dislike or start liking a wrestler if you've already liked him before or disliked him before based on a feud. 
I think that's asinine. Now, if you've never liked that person, seen that person before, and you see something that says, damn, that was good, cool. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is, Seth Rollins has done nothing different. When, did, when, when, when he, um, he turned face going against Triple H, right? But from the yeah. moment, from the moment he started trying to make up with Ambrose right before SummerSlam. From that moment, from the moment, I'll even give you a, a concrete moment. From the moment him and Ambrose did the Shield fist bump, which was I think the week before SummerSlam. From that moment to right now, there is nothing different in the character of Seth Rollins. There's nothing different in the matches of Seth Rollins. The diff- only difference is in how he's utilized. And if that makes you like or dislike somebody, then you're watching the wrong show because one guy picks who gets utilized and unutilized. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Be consistent. That's that's my that is my comp that is that what I what I implore to the IWC and to the to the fans listening, every podcast. Be consistent. Seth is not Jesus all of a sudden. He's been crossfit Jesus Jesus since he was Tyler Bate. Tyler uh what? Black. Tyler Black, sir. Yeah, whatever his name is, yes. Nothing's different. Um, can I just can I can I interrupt? Please do. We got off the fucking rails, so yeah, I just sorry. want to uh, I want to get uh, you know in in the mode or in the um, fashion of predicting things. Uh, guys, predict the finals for me, or at least who you think will become cruiserweight champion after WrestleMania. Oh well. Carl, it's going to be hard for Carl to do because he hasn't watched and he doesn't know the brackets. And he doesn't um, know the bracket, yeah. Oh, so you say, but, you know, the good thing is there's a thing called the internet. Uh-oh. Look at What's Carl the internet? internet savvy. I don't know. Never seen it. You got to go You gotta go around California way from the internet. No, I got, I got it up. Who's you know. the internet ever, ever beaten, damn it? What territory <laughs> is he in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ever heard of Hannibal Burris? No, what territories? <laughs> oh, that's some insider info there, guys. Uh, Jeremy will appreciate that one. He'll like that one. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy and keep yep. it strong, style. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Carl, you you want to give a prediction, or do you want us to go to you last? Go to me last. I've got it. Okay, up. I'm just looking at it. Okay. Uh, nice. Um, I'm gonna give my prediction. I'm going to say we will get a finals of Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak. I am going to say with a heavy heart. I knew. See, the Mustafa. Y'all liked the Mustafa Ali Jack Gallagher match. I didn't. Okay. I didn't like the. Ma- I'm not saying it wasn't great from a technical or from a wrestling standpoint. I didn't but like you just it. you didn't like it. I get you. Right, and well, but there are two particular reasons. Number one, because Jack Gallagher was made to look like a killer, and then made to look stupid because he lost off for like three moves. But he basically did everything but murder the guy in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I mean, you just described like every John Cena match from 2007. Yeah, but there, but John Cena ain't never been drop kicked off the top rope into the barricade. Land or land ass first on the apron. That's fair. You know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, yeah. I understand the underdog comeback, but there's a level you go that you have to stop before it gets too far. And I think it got too far to where it was unbelievable for me. But number two, and this is completely irrelevant to anything, I knew the second Ali won in that manner, Buddy Murphy had no shot. The second it happened, I knew Buddy Murphy had no shot to beat Ali. 
So I said it to say this. It's going to come down to Ali versus Cedric Alexander, I think, which is what people foreshadowed because, that's, remember, the first... That's how the reboot started, yeah. Exactly. Cedric and Mustafa Ali. And Cedric will finally get crowned, which I think will finally lead to a Mustafa Ali heel turn. Okay. I'd be interested. Yeah. But I, and I know I've, ne- I've never seen him play. Like, I've followed him on the indies. I've never seen him play heel before. Well, both of them, neither, both of them were natural baby faces. And maybe they'll, yeah. maybe they'll continue the, the, the face thing because by the time, by the time WrestleMania comes around, uh, Norm Dar should be back. Uh, Brian Kendrick should be back. So maybe they just stay with the faces, but, um, those definitely are the two guys that I think are being groomed. And uh, I'll lose your boy. So I'm happy I'm happy for you that he's going to probably be showcased. But I appreciate the fact that Ali's really good, as you've been trying to tell everybody for two years now. And, people are, <laughs> and, and, and he's, he's really good. I've never doubted that. And people are starting to see that now. People are starting to see how good he really yeah. is. So shout out get, to you. Let, give him a second to get some promos and character work in there, bro. He'll, he'll be really sympathetic, I'm well, telling that's, you. That's what I'm waiting on. Once we start to get the character work from these guys, I think the show will really take off. I yeah, really do definitely. The wrestling's there, and everybody can't talk, but they all have some form of a character. So utilize it correctly, and Drake can get can pull something out of everybody. He pulls something out of Tony Nese. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulak and uh, who's Drew Gulak facing in the second round? It's not Ali, is it? No, it's going to be Ali versus uh, Gulak. Oh, buddy. Gulak is Gulak's facing Andrews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the semis will be Gulak and um, Ali. Ali. And Ali at that point, I expect Murphy. Gulak. I expect, yeah, I expect Gulak to win the semis, but. You know, I could see Ali winning. Um, you know, and I'm not against it either. After what he just did, after what he just did, uh, Tuesday, you really think they're not going to push him to the moon? I, but look at what uh, Gulak did the week before. You have to consider that too. Yeah, but I just think, just look at again, knowing the way Vince and WWE books, underdogs tend to win those type of matches when they should be. Quit your snoring, pal. I'm going to drive to Fort Smith and beat the crap out of you. Carl, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, Mustafa Ali is going to win the whole thing over Cedric Alexander. Okay. Really? Since you're snoring yeah. on us. I would like to see that, yeah. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> and not only does that happen, but Caleb pops half a chub and then jizzes in his pants. Yeah, just I'm just alive. hoping. I'm going to. Wait, I'm going to jizz my pants off of half a chub? Yeah. That's how, that's really? how ridiculous it is. So we're Damn, gonna that's crazy. The whole we're going to make sure you just, sit at the end of the aisle. I just hope there's no uh, mix-up with uh, the fucking uh, arena like there was in Texas for some people that didn't get in until the second match on the main card. Well, yeah, well. You, you know, I do you, think but we're, we're in New Orleans, not Dallas, so we should be fine. You would hope that the stadium that's named after a major telecommunications company has their telecommunications working, but, you know. Nope. That That's far-fetched <laughs> for us to think or expect. Hey, dare us, damn it! <laughs> uh, I mean, what do we expect? It's the home of the fucking Cowboys. I'm right. talking about inefficiency. That's such a trash. Yeah, that's a trash uh, city. Trash city. Garbage. Garbage team. Garbage owner. Garbage trash fan owner. base. Oh, the whole slander. Slander. You know what? I'm just gonna take the high road. That's all I'm gonna do here. If I sing well, Fly Eagles, you go high, I go here. <laughs> if I sing um, Fly yeah. Eagles, Fly, will I piss you off? No. 
Oh, okay. I don't know the words. Never mind. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't know the words. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to sign off? I've had some. I've had some fun, but you guys want to sign off? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm done. I, unless you want to talk about some. You want to talk about the Bullet Club? No. No, I, I want to talk about the NWA world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I'm blowing up his spot here, but he, he's predicted the Young Bucks and um, Gold Lovers at Strong Style Evolved in Long Beach. All that matters See that to happening, me. and I'm down. All that matters to me is that yeah. we all recognize that Tamatonga is the real leader of the Bullet Club. Shout out to Tama Tonga is not the real leader of the Bullet Club, but okay. Shout out to Tongans. Shout out to Bullet Club OGs. No response. Okay, Perfect. that's fair. That's Perfect. fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I want to say this. The Bullet Club, and to their credit, because I've done a lot of defense of Jeff Jarrett this past week, they are fucking carnies, dude. They're trying to get your money. They're trying to get 20 to $30 out of you for a shirt that says Team Cody or Team Kenny. Or even worse, a shirt that says Bullet Club is fine. Yeah, that's funny. That is, all that is some master level like scamming. That's all, that's all it says, yeah. And and yeah. And, and what is it? Bury the is Barry the uh, the drug free Bullet Club bear? I believe so. Yeah. They are they tripping though. <laughs> like like you you ever you ever heard the term jump the shark? <laughs> I think it's I can see that, a bit, but just a bit. For some people, it probably jumped the shark the second it became a thing. But <laughs> well, it, it, it's not it's not new anymore. It's not. It, it, well, oh yeah. It's interesting still, only because of the people inside of it. But it's not new anymore. You know, they're rehashing everything. I mean, there is a there's a changing of the guard coming, and definitely like I wouldn't be shocked to see Tomatonga becoming like the lead of uh, Bullet Club New Japan after Supercard. Because they're gonna do Cody and Kenny at Supercard of Honor, I'm gonna be there. I'm excited. And but I think you just said it. Uh, Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks is what's what's uh, rumored to be. That's been rumored. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's been rumored. That's your New Japan talk that's, for the evening. That, and there you go. You you want more of that? Listen to Strong or I can't even say their name right anymore. Listen to Keep guys, Strong Style. Yes, keeping it strong style. You can follow them at KI Strong Style. If you want to hear a couple of uh, Europeans talk about it, listen to Ricky and Clive show. Follow them at Ricky and Clive. Um, James and Rich, I'm sure they'd talk about it on at One Nation Radio. You can listen to them there. You want to listen, uh, you want to listen you want to a couple of a couple of hood brothers? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh wow! I'm just joking. I thought I was supposed to say that, pal. But I was um, waiting on you. You you missed your cue. Definitely. Um, follow the host site at Social Suplex. Read the host site, dude. We're going to have a predictions column coming up for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, socialsuplex.com. Um, One Nation Wrestling is the YouTube channel. Give us a, a subscribe. We would love that. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes as well. We really appreciate those. Last month, we actually had a T-shirt giveaway for... Uh, those reviews and Kyle Moore's actually won that and got a Rusev Day shirt. That's pretty cool, man. Shout out to Kyle. Yeah, hell yeah! Shout out to Kyle, man. If we see you at WrestleMania, I'm grabbing a picture with you. We're gonna put it in the group. It's gonna happen. But, <laughs> but um, all that considered, uh, follow me on Twitter at SMC underscore Cal B. Rance, where can they follow you at? You can fo- you can follow me at it's Ray Cash R A R E Y as in 
Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollar signs. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Buddy Murphy is the best. And, uh, yeah, have a good have a good one, y'all. Oh, wait, I, wait, don't, no, don't leave. Oh, oh, hey, hey, there's another guy here. Don't be so exclusive. Carl, Carl, where can we follow you, sir? Oh, I didn't know I was allowed to talk. Um, yeah. You I guess you are. At Start watching See, he's interrupting while I'm talking. <laughs> What's going on, Rand? Um, at K-E-R-V-I-N-S-M-C. That's where you can find me on Twitter uh, and get all these fire takes. And that's it. That's it, man. I got nothing else to say. Please, please, I want every one of y'all listening to hit me up when Braun Strowman wins. <laughs> and, uh, guys... Again, follow us. We need the follows. I'm pretty fucking close to 500. I need that those extra follows. Like they're driving me right now. They're the one thing that's keeping me going. Like you need. Uh, it. No, it's it's not that. Yeah, I need it. What like does everybody need? need? Like follows. You, like you need it. Need it. <laughs> what does everybody want? Follows. <laughs> I'm in the 330 range, so I'm feeling better about myself than I used I'm, to. I'm in the. I don't really give a fuck. I think I got like one one forty or something like that. I don't care. I don't tweet. Yeah, I get you. But uh, if that, that's all. That's all from us, right? Yeah. That, that's it, right? Yeah. Guys, listen to the the radio station that follows this. I'm sure that's a thing. Um, <laughs> all y'all, if you're listening to this at night, have a good night. If you're listening to this during the day, still have a good. Want you to anyway. And either way, God bless you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 